you think about it and remind yourself, okay, it's only for X years and afterwards I'm free, or it would be easier with the time. So I just want to encourage young internationals or internationals who would start um, a family in Germany, go on and the things will turn out positively. Hello and welcome to Inside Deutschland, your guide to careers in Germany. This podcast provides you with insight into working in Germany and covers topics such as the do's and don'ts for job interviews, pitfalls to avoid in communicating with employers and colleagues, and how to navigate opportunities and challenges across the German labor market. I am your host, Jessica Schuler, a Germany-focused career coach, trainer, and international educator. As part of the Inside Deutschland podcast, I will be interviewing people from all across the globe who have been successful in Germany so that you can learn from their experiences and expertise. Although I'm not yet a mother, I think it's safe to say that the birth of a child brings with a lot of changes, both in your personal life and also in your career. This can be especially difficult when you're away from your home country. Think about the bureaucracy, the lack of family members as a support system, and unfamiliar office rules and customs. In this episode, we're going to offer guidance to expat parents on juggling work and family in Germany. We'll be addressing questions such as, what does it mean to be a working parent in Germany? What rights do parents and caregivers have? How flexible are German employers? And what do you need to know about work culture when it comes to parenthood? I'm happy to have two guests on this episode who are going to help us with all of these questions. Aigul Zagasova has worked in Germany for more than a decade and is the mother of a toddler. She's going to tell us how she managed to combine her career in motherhood as a foreigner. But before we hear more about her story, I'd like to introduce our expert, Gitanjali More. Gitanjali is a job coach and advisor for international parents in Berlin, focused on helping them navigate the German system when it comes to applying for benefits and managing their career here. She came to Germany in 2014 to do her master's after working in the nonprofit sector in India. Becoming a mother during the COVID lockdown inspired her to found the platform The Confused Mother, which offers international mothers and parents in Germany support with online tutorials, job coaching, and meetups. So as a mother yourself, what would you say is the biggest challenge of becoming and being a mother in a foreign country? I think that expat parents in general have this challenge of not knowing. Um, so, you know, you're new in Germany and you don't know, or you're doing new things for the first time, right? I mean, even though I'd been living in Germany, I had not been a parent before. So you're exposed to a whole new set of vocabulary, bureaucracy, procedures, and so on, and your needs change. And, and so in that sense, the, the pain points, as you would call them, are fairly similar. Even German-speaking people struggle with all of these questions. It's not really all that different, but I think that the level of insecurity increases when you also don't know the language. Then you feel like you're missing out. You can't communicate your needs to a German-speaking person. And, you know, so that kind of adds to the level of insecurity. So what do you think internationals should think about and maybe plan for before deciding on having a child in Germany? Mm -hmm. So living in Berlin, This is something I've realized that a lot of people, a lot of parents face, the lack of community. 
the lack of, you know, we build friendships when we are children or when we're in our, when we're at university and school and so on. And those are like really lasting friendships because you grow up together. And then when you move to another country, you might not have that. And then building those new kinds of deep relationships becomes very difficult because you're also juggling your jobs and raising a child and just surviving on lack of sleep and a super stressful life. So I think that it's really important to have, it doesn't need to be very big, but at least a few close friends and people, other families with kids that you can lean on. And that really makes a big difference. And of course, as I say, like the reason I've also created this, you know, the, the tutorials and the job coaching that I offer uh, is because Germany offers a lot of support. And so when you don't have that support system and community, at least you can make your lives a little bit easier by availing of all of these services. And then you don't have to worry, you know, Kindergeld, it's a big load off. And you can cover your child's daily expenses with that. Elterngeld, Elternzeit, you know, paid parental leave is something that so many countries just don't have or they have very little of. And to take advantage of all of these things, to give your child the best, because I, I am very, very convinced the best thing you can give your child is a happy parent. Could you talk a little bit about what parental leave looks and feels like in the German context? For mothers, you have what is known as Mutterschaftsgeld or Mutterschutz, which is the time before, a few weeks before and after the child is born. And in that time, your salary is covered 100%. You also have something known as a Beschäftigungsverbot, which is something that I did not know existed, which is that if you are having a really difficult pregnancy, your doctor can give you a note that basically puts you on sick leave till the child is born. And even then your salary is completely covered, your job is secure. So you don't work because you're a high risk pregnancy or you have some conditions. And then after your Mutterschutz ends, you can avail of parental leave within the first 14 months of your child's life. And the really great thing about parental leave is that your job is completely secure. Now, I know that the reality is also that a lot of women go back to their jobs after their long parental leave and they get laid off immediately uh, because, you know, they want to work in part time and so on. But at least for that time, you have a large percentage, like between 65 and 67 percent of your income is secure. You get enough money to cover your basic expenses. Employees who have a German employment contract are entitled to parental leave, which can be requested from the employer. After parental leave, parents have the right to return and work at the same level as they did before. Additionally, your employer must release you from work for up to three years per child, during which time your job is secure. You will not receive a salary after the first 14 months, but to compensate, you can apply for parental allowance, the so-called Elterngeld, for 12 to 14 months. Elterngeld supports parents who work less or who don't work at all after having a child. Dependent on nationality and resident status, international parents can also receive parental allowance. There are three variants of Elterngeld, Basis Elterngeld, Elterngeld Plus, and Partnerschaftsbonus. To calculate how high your Elterngeld can be, you can use the Elterngeld Rechner or calculator linked in the show notes. These benefits are also available to same-sex parents if they live in one household together with their child and are the legal guardians, spouses, or the registered partner of the parent. It is important to note that in Germany, children of same-sex couples currently only have one legal parent until a stepchild adoption is finalized. However, there's a plan in place to change this soon. 
And then there are different versions. You know, you can um, you can extend your parental leave by going back to work in part time. You can split the parental leave between both parents. And there are lots of different constellations that you can use and combine all of these different constellations to find the best solution for your family. Now, the good thing is also Eltern side, the parental leave can be extended beyond these 14 months. It's not paid. But if you have the requirement, like, for example, if you don't have a Kita spot to send your child to daycare, you can also extend it and be with your child for that time. You know, it's very difficult to kind of generalize this entire situation, but there are a lot of complex levels. Um, and that's exactly bringing me back to the whole level of community again, is that if you don't have support, then these things can be a really big savior. Absolutely. Just knowing that you can stay home, that your job is protected, that you have income coming in and that you can really concentrate on your baby, I'm sure is a huge relief for a lot of German and expat mothers, right? Exactly. And then you also have Kindergeld. So as soon as your child is born, you apply for Kindergeld, which is quite easy to apply. And it goes on till your child is an adult. So you can either use the money for your child's daily expenses, so it's added to your family income, or you can use some part of that money to invest in some financial savings plans for your child's future. I don't know if they want to go to university later, if they have added expenses, then you know you can save that money as well. As of fall 2023, parents are entitled to receive around 250 euros of Kindergeld per month for their children in Germany. You can apply for Kindergeld for your children even if they were not born in Germany, but they need a residence permit before they're eligible. And all of these things, these financial benefits are so useful even having like postnatal recovery courses, the services of a midwife, a hebamma, all of these things are covered by, they're not, they're not very expensive, but they're covered by your health insurance. And for a lot of people, that's a big factor because if you're from a slightly lower income family, then even the 100 euros or the 80 euros that you have to pay for a midwife, that becomes expensive. And uh, so if that can be taken care of by your health insurance, why not? Thank you. Can you talk a little bit about what the transition phase looks like after someone has completed their parental leave and they're, they're moving back into their job? So when it comes to international parents, I think it's two things. They can obviously probably have worked before they went on parental leave, but there's also a large population of international parents or people who come here with their partners who have got a job. And they might not necessarily have a job. They might think, okay, we come here and then look for a job and then they end up getting pregnant and having a kid. And so they've just been unemployed ever since they moved to Germany. So there's both sets. So the first one is, of course, you know, you've been out of work for a year, probably maybe less, maybe more. And your, your child is now maybe about a year old, is ready to start Kita. You've already looked for a Kita spot for them, which is quite a challenging thing uh, living in Berlin. And then you're ready to go back to work. And then what I mentioned earlier that, you know, this transition can be very difficult for a lot of women for a number of reasons. The first thing is that you're obviously, you know, as a mother, you're worried about your child. You're worried about whether they are going to be well taken care of, how will they manage in the kita and, and so on. And then the second thing is also you've not probably not had any kind of work related conversations for a long time. So many mothers ha have just lost practice. 
they've lost their confidence. They don't know how to have conversations uh, related to their work anymore because I faced the same thing. I used to sit there with my toddler and listen to all of these, you know, I have a background in politics and having these political discussions and I just could not formulate a political opinion anymore because my mind had been so preoccupied with other things. So it took a while to get back into all of that. It took a lot of practice and a lot of insecure moments. So this transition can be quite challenging. So, you know, rebuilding your confidence, getting used to working again, and you have changed, your family situation has changed, your personal life has changed. And so finding your way in the midst of all of these changes can become quite challenging. Another thing is then, of course, yeah, do I go back to work part-time? Do I, you know, work full-time? How do I manage childcare? How do I manage with my husband? Um, you know, I'd done a survey and one of the popular questions that came up was, how do I manage my work and private life properly? Doing both of it justice. And I always say, it's not possible. It's not possible to do it all on your own. You have to get support. You know, whatever is possible for you, you have to give in to this thing that you cannot do it all alone. And that is something that, you know, society, I think, has made very difficult for us because everyone's talking about, oh, you can have it all and you can do it all and so on. I think the most important thing is to remember you don't have to. Um, so that is another thing that, that becomes like a bit of a, difficult transition moment and the second uh, group of women that I mentioned who probably now have a child who's in daycare and now finally have the mind space to start thinking about what they want to do with their careers those are the women that I mostly work with in job coaching because they are the ones who are now looking for a job they are looking for a more family-friendly employer they're looking for part-time positions and so on these are the questions with which mothers come to me for job coaching. They say, okay, I have no confidence. I don't know how to negotiate a family-friendly work contract. And I would like to have the flexibility. I would like to have no meetings after 3 p.m. or whatever. How do I do that? So these are all the questions that we focus on. Mm -hmm. What would be like the one piece of advice you would give to, to moms who are re-entering the workforce? <laughs> so many things. <laughs> uh, I think is to have a plan and have realistic expectations to really come up with a plan with your partner on how you are going to manage everything who's going to do pickups who's going to do cooking who's going to do drop-offs and you know all of these things who's going to be in charge of the housework etc and also to have realistic expectations that you know you cannot clean every day you cannot cook fresh food for every meal just to let it go, to say that, okay, if I manage to clean the apartment properly once a week, for me, for now, that's good enough. I need to concentrate on the more important things, which are my family and my work. So, yeah, realistic expectations and to come up with a good plan. Excellent. Thank you so much for being here. This has been just so insightful. So thank you. I had a great time talking to you. Thanks so much. So Germany offers a lot of support to families. You just have to know what's available and how to apply for it. Our next guest, Igor Zalgasova, is a DAAD alumna working in supply chain management at Siemens. And she's also the founder of the Women in Mobility Hub in Nuremberg. 
She has more than 10 years of professional experience and in addition to her intense work schedule, follows her passions for reading, writing, and learning. Eigel and her husband both work full-time and have a child in kindergarten, which is comparable to preschool or nursery. Eigel is going to share with us how she and her husband plan to combine parenthood and professional life and how that plan worked out after their baby was born. So you you have been working in Germany for quite a few years before you had your first child. What types of information gathering or preparation did you do ahead of your maternity leave? Mm. Yes, I've been working in Germany many, many years before I had my first child. But we had a one-to-one call with a service for all future parents. Basically, it belongs to our local authority and um, it's financed by local government. So we had an extended call. It was a COVID-19 time where the lady explained everything around maternity leave, parental leave, when to inform my manager and such stuff. She even sent me us printed books on raising children or how to prepare mashed veggies for babies. It was really, really cool. And Afterwards, we visited an online session, how to apply for different governmental support, such as Kindergeld, Erdengeld. I also saw that my other befriended couples, pregnant couples, got this help too. And there are enough um, non-governmental organizations, state information services, family ministry, or human resources uh, who can offer you some advice. And I definitely recommend finding one. And I think in big cities, uh, they um, surely speak English. That sounds like there's a lot of opportunity to get comprehensive information. And like you just mentioned, some of it can be possibly also available in English, especially in larger German cities. While you were in the midst of this preparation process, did you see or experience or hear anything that international expecting parents should be aware of in particular? Yes, um, I think so. I have some advice concerning not governmental support, but concerning birth and first months of a baby, because you can find less information on that topic. So firstly, I would suggest to look for a midwife as soon as you know you're pregnant. Because there is a huge lack of midwives in Germany. And if it's your first child, you will absolutely need some help in so-called Wochenbett. I think um, it's two months after giving birth. And our midwife was my superhero at that time. Secondly, make research on pediatrists in your city. Because some baby doctors are so full that they don't accept um, new patients. And you will need one after 30 days after the birth because there is a compulsory baby checkup, so-called U3. And not only for internationals, but for all future parents, I would suggest you will need a starting capital for your child, like pram, baby bed, bottles, clothes. The shopping list is really long. So open a special bank account and start saving money there. And this financial buffer will also help you navigate first month until family benefits arrive your bank account. So it could last. Uh, that's why it's good to have some money on site. 
Yeah, those are great tips, especially about the the midwife, which I believe that's called a hebama in German. Hebama. Yeah. Correct. Yes. What topics concerning the integration of a child into your professional life did you and your partner discuss ahead of time? Mm, we discussed a lot. <laughs> we discussed if we were able to stay full-time workers by having no family network around. And my husband manages a big team and should be on-site daily. So we planned how many hours the daycare should be. And direct after birth, I was finishing my studies. And so we agreed how I could learn at night and who will take care of a baby. But uh, we were also aware that any planning was made without a baby. We didn't know if she would be healthy, how would she feel in the first month, or how I would feel after giving birth. So we did a plan, but life showed us a different plan, and it was also okay. And you and your partner continued to both work full-time after, after your, your short break with the baby, is that right? Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, we divided our um, parental uh, leave, uh, so-called Elternzeit, equally. In Germany, it's often a question who earns more, father or mother. And mostly these are men. So women stay normally for one, one and a half years at home, and men usually take three months of parental leave. It's higher than in other countries, but the whole situation is unequal. And um, the government gives you freedom, couples of freedom to decide who will take parental leave. So you can stay up to three years at home, but only one year is financed or paid uh, by government. In our case, I was on parental leave for six months and then came back full time to my work. And the next six months, my husband was on leave. And I think he was the first manager in his company who took six months of Elternzeit. And now he's kind of a role model uh, for his younger male colleagues. And I like it. It was a really good bonding time. Absolutely. And it's also interesting that you mentioned the role model aspect of it there, too, because if he's in a, a managerial role mm -hmm. and is able to show his employees it's okay to take off more than the, the typical three months, like you mentioned, or even two months sometimes is, is what you see also in the news that they'll take off two months and then travel during that time. And so the fathers aren't really getting a good idea of what it looks like to, to take care of the child. Yeah. It's good that he's showing his employees what that means and what that looks like. Right. Absolutely. Now, after your parental leave, so going back after those first six months, what did that look like for you? How was that experience? It was, it was okay. You know, I think I was really lucky to have had good managers. Directly after coming back from parental leave, I got a job offer <laughs> and I changed my mm. business unit. And my previous manager took care of me being pregnant. Now he called me when I was close to due date, sent my newborn a gift and invited me to Christmas party with my team and did a wow. really great onboarding back. I'm really grateful to him for all support. And that sounds exemplary. Yeah, <laughs> it was really, really good. And as I changed my job, I discussed with my new manager to go down with my working hours because a new mm -hmm. job is a bit far away from, from the town where I live and I need to commute one hour in every direction. So I talked to him, but he encouraged me not to reduce hours. Uh, he said, 
I go, let's see how we can support you. And as I know now, he was right. No, it worked out. And basically, I work the whole day and then I pick up my baby at 16 o'clock, then have time with my child and work then later in the evening. So there's kind of a flex schedule that you were able to arrange with your boss. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you think about Germany on a whole, do you think Germany gives enough incentives for both parents to have children and be successful in their careers? So what do you think about kind of the infrastructure around um, childbearing and, and um, parenting in Germany? It's a definitely yain. Mm. <laughs> a nice German <laughs> world for yes and no. Yes, because I think the country gives you freedom how you can divide parental leave. I think it's a big benefit compared to other countries. No, because um, it's still a room of improvement for equal pay between women and men. And mostly then uh, women stay at home. I think we, there's some, we can do this aspect. And caretaking is generally difficult because of short opening hours of childcare in comparison to normal working hours. So you have to be very flexible with your time. And there are not enough kindergarten childcare um, and personal there. I think we should put it as a priority in our country, childcare and all this stuff concerning raising of children. Absolutely. Were there any other family benefits or support systems that you um, have found helpful? Mm, I think having family or friends around you will will make your life easier. But I think most most probably internationals will have their family and relatives in their home countries. So it would be a solo project to raise children in uh, Germany. Of course, you can hire in any, but the, still the whole responsibility will would lie on you. And that can be tough, both physically and mentally. But I want to give you hope. I think with intensive caretaking is a very time-limited experience. If you think about it and just, you know, remind yourself, okay, it's only for X years and afterwards I'm free, or it would be easier with the time. So I just want to encourage um, young internationals or internationals who would start a family in Germany, go on and the things will turn out positively. That's great. Igil, thank you so much for joining us today and for telling us a bit about what it's like to be an international parent in Germany. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Jessica. It was fun. Thank you. Although it can be difficult to have and raise a child abroad, the German government offers a lot of benefits for things such as maternity leave, health insurance, parental allowance, and parental leave. The top three tips I've gathered from this episode include... Number one, as always, inform yourself about the infrastructure in place for parents. Germany offers Kindergeld, Elterngeld, and Elternzeit. Local authorities and initiatives can help you navigate these programs. Tip number two, start looking for a midwife, pediatrician, and or daycare as soon as possible. And finally, tip number three, don't be afraid to ask for help. Becoming a parent can feel isolating. Even if your family isn't around, you can get support from friends, local authorities, coaches like Gitanjali, 
parenting networks, and support groups in your city. You don't have to do everything alone. In the show notes, you'll find a link to Gitanjali's website and podcast, as well as some helpful links to websites about family benefits in Germany and information about where and how to apply for things such as parental allowance. Do you have any questions related to working and careers in Germany? You can submit them to the Alumni Portal, and we may address them on a future episode of the show. Check the show notes for a link to the contact form. Is there any one German word that characterizes the migrant parent experience in Germany for you? I think one word that comes to mind, which I've mentioned over and over here, is Unterstützung, is support, community, you know, to, to make sure that you have a support system, that you don't isolate yourself and don't feel isolated, but really lean on the people around you. So, Unterstützung. <laughs> Inside Deutschland, Your Guide to Careers in Germany is a podcast brought to you by the Alumni Portal Deutschland. I am your host, Jessica Schuler. Sound design, music, and production by Anne Bergner from Der Apparat Multimedia GmbH. Editing and production by Jessica Schuler, as well as Amelie Berbot and Leonie Klusendorf from Der Apparat Multimedia GmbH.